know what makes you a boy. Ah, uh, who you do? Your bald head. Oh, yes. It's really smooth. Sometimes I stare at it and imagine a little chick popping out. Good night, Agnes. Never get older. Welcome to the Geek Generation. I'm your host, Rob Logan. And in studio with me is Mike Volvey. Hello. And Anna Zifkak. Hello. 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 <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Worst show start ever. Not really. No, okay. I think we're all hungry. Yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> uh, We do have some geek outs and freak outs, though. So let's geek out. Yay! Who wants to go first? The Expendables 3. Whee! Yeah. Uh, you've been watching the trailers? No. Introducing all the characters? I have not. I haven't There's seen like either. three different trailers. Really? Really? Yeah, like good guys and bad guys. How did oh. I not see It these? literally has everybody in it. How did something... Besides <laughs> The Rock. It's been all over YouTube. And how did something happen and I didn't see it ever? Like, that never uh, happens. <laughs> but they've even used clips. Were you clips. looking for it? Were you no, like No, it seeking? just popped no? up as wow. recommended. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's cast introductions. That's cool. But they used clips of like it, it was. It said like real one. It was published by Expendables three or hmm. whatever. But they used like clips from their movies. So you saw a shot of Rambo and Rocky. You saw a shot of like the Terminator. Was like, this fan created? No, it sounds it, like it, it is. That's what I thought. But then when I looked at who put it out there, it said it was like real. I don't hmm. know how to explain it. Okay. It was real. Was it on their official YouTube channel? That's why. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's oh, okay. Expendables 3. Like, that was Crazy. the channel. I'm going to have to look that up after. Yeah. Awesome. Interesting. Because the other one that came out was a little bit different from it. It had other people in it. Like, okay. one of them shows Mel Gibson. The other one doesn't. Yep. And one of them shows, uh, what's the other guy that's in it? Uh, Harrison Ford's in it. Okay. Really? Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's quite the cast. They just keep getting crazier and crazier. Yeah, I, I was just pumped about that. That's all I got. Cool. That's, awesome. like, that's my, that I've been watching all of them. I'm like, yeah. No other geek outs, just that? No, that's it. There's not much else to geek out about. Okay. Anna? I got Lego Marvel Superheroes for Christmas. Yeah. And it's awesome. I you know, so can't wait to play. I can't put it down. It's one of those I can't put it down kind of games. Yeah. Like, I love, I love the Lego games. I have Lego Batman and both Lego Harry Potters. And I liked them both, but Lego Harry Potter, like, I never finished it because it's all the castle. It's like the same setting mm-hmm. the whole time. So toward the end, I mean, it was really fun at first. Then it gets a little boring because yeah. you're just tired. I'm tired of the setting. Yep. But Marvel Superheroes is so expansive. Yeah. It's just like you're in a different place every single level, and you have a different character every single level. I've already been. I'm like not. I'm not even like twenty percent done, and I've already been the Hulk, Iron Man, Fantastic Four, Captain America, Thor, Spider Man. Um, bunch of the X Men. I mean, I've already been like fifteen characters. Well, it's something stupid barely. like eighty characters. It's ridiculous. Or yeah, it's ridiculous. It's insane. And it's, it's and like I said, every world has been completely different, like a different setting every single time. I've already been at like wherever the Green Goblin is, New York. No, like what building? Like what's it? Oz, Oscorp. Oh, okay. So I've been, oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm really bad with names. Um, some like private island with dinosaurs on it, which was really cool. It's probably um, Genosha. We've been to where the fi- the Fantastic Four's you know oh, hideout wait, is. Genosha. I'm an idiot. I'm gonna get yelled at for that. It's not Genosha. <laughs> sorry. Um, it isn't. No, no. Genosha's the the place where the mutants all get corralled and they put the collars on them. Yeah. It's probably the. Uh, I'm. Ch- Why can't I think of it? There's the the place in the series like that has the island, island had, or, or um, something island. I'm trying to Mer- think of who the bad guys were on it. I don't. I, pick up I, don't, I think it was. <laughs> I forget who the boss was for that one. I think it was an X Men thing. That's the Savage Land. That's where that is. Oh, okay. it was probably Mister Sinister or something. Um, they had the big it had Rhino. Guy. Rhino was the boss with oh, okay. with Magneto. Magneto and Rhino. All right. I've I've been to the X Mansion. 
I've been to, I've been in a submarine, like a random submarine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like it, the setting keeps changing and the character keeps changing. So it's like you never get tired of it. And yeah. then the way they have the save set up is you like start the next mission. And then the save point is in the first room of the next mission. So it like sucks you in because oh, you're like, cool. are, it's not like you go back to the helicopter. Yep. It's like you're now already kind of started the next mission. So you're like, ah, I want to keep playing. Nice. And I just play for like hours. I think last Sunday I spent like five hours on the game. Like, well, I got I just, totally sucked into Lego Batman, too, when I was playing that. And it's a similar kind of thing. Like it's an open world and then you go into the missions from there. And there's a lot of stuff in the open world to find, too. And you can go all over the place. And yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and then talking doesn't bother me as much as I thought it would. No, no, me neither. No. And yeah, they just started doing that recently. It's still in the funny games. and slapsticky. And, yep. you know, it's just a, it's a great game to sit down and break shit. Yeah. It's really fun. And it makes me look forward to the Lego movie, too. Oh, my God. And the previews for those are getting better and better yeah. and better. Can't wait to see it. I it's going it to be awesome. Does it come out Friday? Already? Really? No. Maybe that's another movie I want to see. This oh, don't do that it's to me. It's coming out soon, yeah, though. I know. It's pretty soon. I'm so excited for yeah, that. Yeah, no, the other one, my second geek out actually is, it, that's what's coming out Friday, is The Monuments Men. Oh, yeah. I really want to see that. That I think does I, look good. I wrote down the cast. It's Bill Murray, George Clooney, Matt Damon, uh... Matt Damon, George Clooney, Bill Murray, John Goodman, and Kate Blanchett, who I love. Yeah, great cast. And it's about World War II, which is like just fascinating. Like I think all the Hitler stuff is just like it's almost like so he's so evil, it's like it's not real. Like it's like somebody wrote it. It's like it's like a super villain movie. I mean, he's awful. You know. Then you throw the art aspect into it too, because that's the whole yeah what they're doing. But to be honest, I don't give a shit what it's about with that cast. (laughs) I mean, I I like World War Two movies, but like just that cast. Yeah. Before I even read what the plot was, I'm like, I'm going to see that. It is a John Goodman and Bill Murray together. True. Holy shit. True. Yeah. So that's coming out Friday. That's what I was excited about. That's cool. Yeah. So that's probably it. Okay. Sure. You have a look of. I'll, inter- I'll interrupt more. you okay. if I think of something else. <laughs> uh, I'm geeking out over a couple different things. First of which is an evening with Kamel and Jonah. I went to a comedy show a few weeks ago where I watched Kamel and Jonah kind of do what they're going to be doing on Comedy Central. They have a show called The Meltdown. Uh, they do a show in LA called The Meltdown with Jonah and Kamel. And it's a weekly, like, Wednesday night comedy show that they host. And then they have people come up and do stand up and everything. And that got picked up by Comedy Central as a series. So they're doing eight episodes of that. But before they do, they want to go on a small tour and kind of workshop it and like do it in front of crowds and kind of the format of what it would be. It was freaking hysterical. So that a great opening comic. And then they had Joan and Camille come up together and they kind of talked with the crowd and we all like shared stories and stuff. And uh, Camille saw my indoor kids T-shirt right away and picked me out of the crowd and stuff. And uh, it was cool. And then they did stand up sets individually afterwards. And obviously, we're both great again. But then at the end of the night, just as Hardwick always does when you go to his shows, they hung out by the door. And it was a small place. It wasn't a lot of people. uh, So it wasn't that long to wait. And I met some cool people like just talking when I was in line, too. But then um, Jonah was like flooded with these two guys that just would not let go of him. So I didn't get a chance to talk to Jonah at all. But I talked to Camille and his wife, Emily. That was the first time I'd met Emily, even though we met Camille in the past. But I talked to Kamel for a while. I tried to get him to come on the show. Uh, and he said, maybe it depends how I'm feeling tomorrow. He's like, if I'm not hungover tomorrow, then maybe. <laughs> um, he was like, tweet at me. I'm like, okay, even though that's not the most reliable way. But uh, I did tweet at him. I never heard back. Tweet so at me. Yeah. Because he was. I hate this world. <laughs> really? I hate this world. He was flying out of uh, out of mass at like 6 p.m. the next day. So, I mean, it's, it's an inconvenience to like sit down and do a podcast. So I hold nothing against him. But. It was fun just chatting with him about like the different stuff. And uh, it was funny, too, when he was on stage. That was the other thing he uh, picked on me for not picked on me for, but identified me for is that he talked about Franklin and Bash, the show that I like where I first saw him. That was what I kind of discovered Kamel on. And he was like, how many people are here are Franklin and Bash fans? One hand in the <laughs> crowd goes, goes up. up. <laughs> Mine was the only one. He goes. Are you wow. seriously a Franklin and Bash fan? I'm like, yeah. He's like, have you seen every episode? I'm like, yeah. He goes, what's your favorite part of it? You. <laughs> He's like, good answer. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but that was a really, really great show. And I can't wait for the actual Comedy Central show to debut. I forget when it's set to debut. I think this summer. And they, st- I know they start filming this month. And then it should go up this summer, I believe. 
The second one is the Howard Stern birthday bash. I listened to that recently. Did you? How much did you listen to, Mike? Zero. Zero? Really? Yep, I forgot it was on. Oh. Well, I didn't listen All to it live. All that advertising just didn't even phase really? me whatsoever because the whole time I was like, I don't care. I wanted to watch it or to listen live, and I was actually going to get in touch with you and be like, we need to just listen to it because mm. it's like, I mean, it was four hours long, but we could have gotten some food and just listened to the whole show and been awesome. I ended up going. It was my dad's birthday, too, though. That was the problem. So I ended up going to the movies with my dad, and I saw Anchorman, too, uh, finally, which I have What'd to say... Think? We made a mistake at the award show in giving the best comedy to This Is The you End. Didn't, oh, okay. Because Anchorman 2 was way better. Wasn't it? Really? Yeah. It was really? Anchorman 2 was way better than This Is The End, and that should have totally won. If I had seen it just a little while earlier, <laughs> the vote would have swung that way. It was I'm a sure. good movie. It was really funny. But the, uh, the Howard Stern birthday bash was great. Uh, they had amazing performances. They had great guests. It was just a whole celebratory night. That kind of like reaffirmed my whole wanting to be in entertainment and doing this. And uh, and I, I don't do it enough, but I do want to just like stop for a moment and think about like we just do this like almost out of habit at this point. And I spend a lot of time getting ready for the show and you guys drive a long time to be here and we do the show and we put it out there and sometimes we hear back and sometimes we don't whatever. I think he's going to cry. <laughs> no, I'm not going to cry. I'm not even close to crying. Okay. Uh, but I do want to take a moment out and do something I don't do enough, which is thank the fans that listen. Oh. Because, yeah, I'd probably do this like regardless of what the numbers are. But at the same time, it's like people take the, the, the world out there is flooded with entertainment right now. There are so many things people can watch. So many things people can listen to. So much of it is free, especially when it comes mm -hmm. to podcasts and stuff. And the fact that people take an hour out of their day or so to or out of their week to listen to the show to and actually right, and actually yeah. give a shit what we're saying and think we're entertaining enough to listen to. That means a lot to me. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't think about that enough. I don't think like I'm always like I spend so much time working on this and I do this and I do that. And you guys you spend all this selfish time. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Look, I know no, I'm, I'm I know I'm self-centered, but. I do also want to thank the fans for giving us that time to listen as well. Cause that's, we, that's, they, they can't, no one, if no one listens, we're not doing this for any reason. So to have people listening is just a nice reminder. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that we get more people to listen and it does get popular. And the reason that I put the ads out there, not to make money, I'm not trying to get rich off this show. I want this to be it for me. I want to do this every damn day. I would if I could, mm -hmm. if I didn't have a day job I had to go to. This would be it. I would do this all the time. I love doing this. This is so much fun for me. So use those Amazon links and do all that stuff. Not to like make us rich. We're just trying to make this our job. That's all. So we can do this for you guys more if you like it. That's all. I had a little like emotional moment while I was listening to the birthday. Why bash. was there no like emotional music behind that whole speech <laughs> maybe there's, i'll put it in, in post yeah. yeah i can do it in post okay. but now we've exposed it <laughs> <laughs> um but no it was really cool i mean just even from the get-go they had rob zombie come out and play the music they he played the intro live and i was like mm -hmm. imagine if we were that big someday and like machine supremacy came out and actually did the the intro to the show and like that'd be so cool like i want to sure, do fun. that i mean I, I don't think i'll ever be howard stern big i know i won't but to even get a fraction of that audience would be amazing. Well, yeah. we need naked women on the show. <laughs> Anna? No, sorry. Well, <laughs> no, well, Anna, problem, Anna's too conservative. The yeah. problem with yeah. naked women is it's a podcast. But yeah. we'd have to be descriptive, which we can do. Well, yeah. And you'd also have to have a visual component. I mean, there's enough social media out there. Twitter yes. allows nudity. I just want to say they're real and they're spectacular. <laughs> I have been waiting two years for that. <laughs> Thank you, Terry Hatcher. Best episode ever. <laughs> that was hilarious. All right. Uh, the other thing I'm geeking out on, aside from Anna's announcement, is um, the, uh, Dangerous Toys. Mikey mentioned this a few episodes back, and I actually watched it. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember it. It was the kind of Mythbusters spinoff show that they did. Adam and Jamie did a spinoff episode that was an hour-long special. It was called Dangerous Toys. Uh, the premise was that they got a whole bunch of kids and they made like a brain trust out of them. They're like, kids' creativity is so much better than ours. We lose a lot of that as we get older. So let's mine the creativity from them 
and then let's create their toys in a bigger, more dangerous way. So the kids wanted to play war and they named all these. Yeah. And they named all these things like couch forts and stuff. So they built like this huge friggin' couch fort that had like 40 wow. couches on it. And they had all these things to knock it down. It was awesome. It was such a good spinoff thing. And I really, really hope they do more of nice. them. Yeah. I know it was kind of a one shot thing, but I really do hope they put out more. And if you haven't watched it, I'm sure you can find it somewhere. It's got to be available online in some capacity. But go check it out. Dangerous Toys. Really good. Uh, this is going to be a rarity. And the rarity that I get like emotional on the show, too. This is a big episode. I know. <laughs> I have to do another really random rare thing. You need to get like the music from Full House <laughs> when they like talk to Michelle and like try to get her to go to bed at night. Like, Speaking of which, did you see the Jimmy, the Jimmy Fallon, Fallon thing? thing? That yes, was I did. so cool. It was awesome. That was great. That was hilarious. Did you see it? No. Oh, it was no, so I good. I heard that they were got together. Yeah, yeah. People haven't seen the uh, Jimmy Fallon family, uh, Full House Family Matters, yeah. I was going to say. Full House Reunion. Check that out. That was really good. But I liked because it was also very it was very cute it, it was wasn't, like they didn't like turn it raunchy or like right. do anything with it it was really just like adorable right there yeah. was no jokes about like all the guys living in the same house together no or anything they could like they could have swung that in a totally different direction but they didn't yeah it, it was really cool they the went they for pure it. nostalgia they, they did. did every catchphrase yeah it was so funny yeah have mercy, have mercy. <laughs> i loved his like wig mullet too yeah his hair doesn't do that anymore <laughs> it was funny too when he said have mercy you can notice really switch he switches his side of the mouth that he curls his lip on yeah. as if he forgot which one he used to do it. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but the rare random thing that I have to do that I never ever do is I have to give props to Comcast. Uh oh. I have to give props to Comcast. I've shit Comcast. on them so much in the past because they do horrible, like horrible. It. Well, they're notorious for just bad customer service oh. and horrible service in general. Oh. But I actually had a problem with my internet the other night that Comcast took care of, and it wasn't their fault to even begin with. It wasn't my fault either. It was just fault of hardware. There was a splitter, I guess, in my cable, like on the outside of the house that must have been affected by weather or something. But my internet just kicked off at like eight o'clock one night. And I was like, nah, I could call now or sometimes that happens and it's back on by the morning. With no internet, what in this house besides the lights work? <laughs> <laughs> well, my brain stops functioning. That's, that's one thing. That's the scary part. Yeah. There's no, no communicating with you. Well, no, I have <laughs> I have network connections so oh, I can okay. still I can use my cell phone and I can still like watch TV and stuff like that. But the my cable itself went out too, so I was like, "Oh, it's definitely not just the internet." But I was like, "I'll wait till morning and see what happens, and if it's back, then fine." And it wasn't. So, uh I went through my work day and I came home. I called them at like 3 3:30ish and was like, "Internet's out." They did some diagnostic stuff. They're like, "We can't communicate with your modem at all. It's probably a hardware thing." And I was like, "Okay, well, uh how long long is it going to be to get a technician to come out here?" Just envisioning that South Park episode with the guys ripping down their things and playing with their nipples yeah. and going, oh. we'll be here between <laughs> 10 a.m. tomorrow and next right. Thursday. Can you block out the entire month of November? <laughs> <laughs> um, and they said there'll be a guy out there between five and seven tonight. I was like, what? Really? That's crazy. Like, yeah, you're actually the only customer we have left. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Our guys have nothing to do. The guy showed up at 530, had it fixed in 20 minutes, and I had internet back. Cool. So... Good on Comcast. I hope the bill is not going to make me rescind this. Yeah, there's going to be a $300. I think I'm just fee. getting charged the installation fee that I never paid for in the beginning because I set it up myself. So that's fine. I can live with that. Plus, it'll probably get billed to the landlord because it's not my fault. Ha <laughs> ha. I didn't do anything there. Uh, the next one here is I got a new pillow. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, okay. I got a uh, I got a memory foam pillow. Which yeah. I was like, I'll try I this out. Do you? Yeah. Do you find it really, really hard? You don't like it? I don't like it. The really? whole bed hurts me. Really? Because you, do you have the whole memory foam bed. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I do you too. You sink into it. So in order, unless you're the type of person that just stays in one spot when you sleep, mm -hmm. you have to actually lift your body up to roll over. So I find myself waking up all night and actually having to like lift up to roll over because you sink into that spot. Did You're you either get the soft one? Yeah. I don't know. Heather got it. It uh, sucks. I hate it. Mine's the hard one. Right. Me too. I just want to sleep on a floor. I'm cool. With that. You're either yeah. really heavy or you have a super soft foam mattress. Or it's probably like the cheap memory foam. Could be both. Yeah. Because, well, because the, like, I have, 
I'm on my third memory foam pillow. I'm on my first memory foam mattress, my third memory foam pillow. And the first memory foam pillow I got was wicked soft and it was awful. Oh, yeah. So then I got a firm one and it just got, I had it for like five years. So I just got rid of it. And I just got a new one when I got the mattress. Mm-hmm. And the mattress, the first week I slept on it was like sleeping on a rock and I hated it at first. Yeah. But now I'm used to it. But you don't sink into it at all. No, me neither. I, I really love this. I think you got the soft oh. one probably. Because Bob's, I got mine at Bob's and it was. You could That's get soft or firm or a half and half. You could get it like split down the middle. And uh, you probably ended hmm. up with the soft she one. She got the soft one. Yeah. Figures. I love well, my she mattress. Weighs nothing. And, yeah. So she, she probably <laughs> She probably doesn't sink into it because she weighs nothing. I love the mattress. So I was like, I'm going to get a pillow out of this too because I don't like a pillow I sink into too much. Did you get the curvy one or the flat one? Because mm-hmm. Mike has it just, it's memory foam, but it's just shaped like a regular pillow. Right. And then I have the curvy, the curvy. one because I have a neck problem. I was going to get the flat one and then I got one and I didn't really, I couldn't tell what the shape of it was from it. And it is, it is curved like that, but it's not an extreme curve. It's just subtle enough. And I like it. I, I like, love mine. It was really firm like the first night. And I yeah. was like, I don't know if I like this. Yeah. But then I got used to it real quick. Like it keeps your head up that exact amount that it, it should be off. And I don't feel like I'm ever leaning too hard on my shoulder. Or, yeah. It's awesome. I usually knock the pillow off the bed and just sleep with my head flat onto the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really hate that bed. The whole thing. Yeah. Sinks. When I was dealing with the whole thing, though, I was it's amazing how one man's geek out was another man's I freak know. out. Right. Well, your bed is the most important thing you own. It really, really is. Ladies. <laughs> oh wait, no, my bed. Never mind. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say something, and then I no. I'm it's okay. I I'll I can definitely just uh, kill myself. So. <laughs> Um, poor kid. <laughs> no, I was when I was when I was uh dealing with the whole like getting a pillow and sleeping and all that stuff. I was like, I think about all the times that I have trouble sleeping and like all the weird things that you do to like try and fall asleep. Do you guys have like any weird stuff like that? I like, have a routine. Do you? Oh yeah. To get to sleep. Yeah. Or, but yeah. what happens if the routine doesn't work? It usually does. Oh really? Honestly. Well, I was insomniac in college. I didn't sleep for four years in college. Oh, geez. and I so I've like now developed this strategy, and it works pretty well. So oh. once in a while, if I'm sick, it doesn't work like because I just can't sleep. What's the strategy? Uh, well, it's just <laughs> I have <laughs> I have to be. First of all, I have back problems, so it's like a very specific position I have to lay in. Okay. And then, like, I just picture like the goofiest shit, right? Now. It's weird. No, I have, right. to, I have to sleep on my side. She's like all contorted. <laughs> I have to sleep on my side, and the leg that's not on the bedside, the leg that's the up, top leg, has to be like bent almost up to my chest. Oh, wow. Because I have to like rotate my spine. Yep. So I do that by oh. lifting my leg up. Okay. Um, which is like, not good for spooning with my husband because like my <laughs> knees and my chest. So I'm like, right, oh, right. now my knees in your back. I hope you don't mind like squash. <laughs> but um, and then I, I oh, you're the big spoon. Yeah, Anna's the big spoon <laughs> now. You're the, you the one who wraps the arm over. No, we well we can do oh, either, oh, okay. but either way the knee gets in the way. Mm. Yeah. You just throw your leg over him. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then I have like this is so geeky, but I guess it's good because it's a geek show. But I have several um scenarios like stories okay in my head i have like three or four to choose oh, this from is fascinating and All i right. and i like continue i like make up kind of like making up my own tv show in my mm-hmm. head so i like go through it and i think it's like something mental with me like i can't finish it like i'm not a writer mm-hmm. so i fall asleep before i really get anywhere it's kind of like a, <laughs> it's kind of like when you wake up from a dream before it gets good like yeah. i'll be like running this thing through my head and then i fall asleep before anything really cool happens can you go through one of the scenarios with us one of them is um is a zombie apocalypse a scenario <laughs> so i think about like what that's I would what do. makes you well, fall asleep yeah and i want to well because the thing i read this book this three book series it was really good and it was about um a couple of girls in the apocalypse and they ended up at this hotel okay. and they like and they read they like you know reinforce the hotel so people actually had bedrooms like it was a zombie apocalypse but they got mattresses sure, sure. they i think there was generators or something so they actually like got to have hot showers and stuff but they still had to like live in this hotel yeah. so it's kind of like you know it's like that but I, a lot of times i think too like dogs aren't in the apocalypse movies very much and i'm True. like my dogs would be with me and i think they would help me like they would hunt <laughs> they would like get squirrels and i'd be like eating squirrels yeah and they would totally like smell zombies and know when they were gonna be you know they'd like warn me because they would know before i would know you and then know they'd so, start barking and then you're dead 
My dogs don't bark. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, no, that's um, my dog. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> my dogs are barkless dogs. But they, uh, you know, it'd be cool. Like, I think a, like a cool TV show or movie would be like a girl and her dogs. You know, because they would be really useful. Like, I think they would be extremely useful to have dogs in these in the apocalypse. Yeah. Two girls, a dog, and a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, you know, I just think about, like, you know, how I would survive and I don't know. And then just eventually make up you pass stories. out. You know, like, you know, it was a story where I, like, meet a dude and he wants to eat my dogs and I have to, like, talk him out of it. Because you'd see an animal and want to eat it if you were hungry. Right. But I'd be like, no, because they're, you know, that'd be like breaking the fishing pole. You know what I mean? Because they always, can feed me. Do you always fall asleep at the same point, or yeah, just kind of like just, while just you're pretty, I pretty much fall asleep like before anything really. Okay, happens. this is fascinating. I I am fascinated by this. What you I do try is it. I try close to spin my eyes a story and I just think, all right, I need to go to sleep, and then it's seven See, that's o'clock the, in the morning. That's well, a like, lot of the, the problem, like when I when I couldn't sleep, was because I was trying to empty my head. Yeah, and I was just like, think of nothing, think of nothing, and then I'd start thinking of like the problems I have, right, during, like right. real life problems yeah. that I have, and then you can't sleep because you're like running your day through your head, and you're running. What, what do I have to do? What am I gonna do? What What did I do yesterday? Maybe I shouldn't have done that. You start like, you know, spinning your life around mm-hmm. in your head, and then you can't sleep at all. So I'm like, well, I'll just go off into this imaginary place. That's part of my problem. I have to turn my brain off. Right. Because I, I. But that's have to, harder to do than yeah. to distract it with something completely different. I, I end up distracting because if I don't, then all I can think about is the fact that I'm going to lose consciousness. And that makes me mental. <laughs> I hate sleeping. What? I don't like it's it. It's like my favorite thing ever. I hate it. And I have to, because when I pass out, like if I've passed out a couple of times in my life, once because of someone in this room. What? <laughs> what happened? Um, and I, I've been either knocked out or passed out, and it's been the scariest experiences of my life is waking up after you didn't realize you had passed out. And then you realize it after you wake up, but you're in this like haze when you're coming back to reality. And I have that fear every single night now. And I have to distract myself from the thought that I'm losing consciousness. So I, I, <laughs> I usually end up just listening to Howard 101 and I fall asleep that way. But I have like all these like timer or like, no, not timers, but. Um, I have like self hypnosis things and all these other things I can do that are like default things to fall asleep. But one night, like sometimes it's just a positioning thing. Like it doesn't matter what you do to distract yourself and you're just like out of position. And like a couple weeks ago, I don't know why I did this, but it worked is I thought about being like in forts when you're a kid and I took my, uh, comforter and I pulled it over the headboard of my bed <laughs> and I made a tent. And then I left. That's awesome. Can you imagine we're coming in here and finding him like that? That's awesome. And I, but it was really warm, so I had to leave. Like I made sure when I pulled it over, there were gaps on the corners, yeah, so that the air could still go through. And I fell asleep like that. That's awesome. I was like back in a bed tent. I used to have a bed tent when I was a kid nice. for like. I don't know, for like a couple of years. Volpe, guess what we're getting Rob for next Christmas? <laughs> a Batman. I'm buying him a Batman tent. Yeah. <laughs> and he will sleep wonderfully from now on. I would totally it use it. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's something safe about like being in the confined space like that. I know what you mean about being hot, though, because I've tried to do that before because like I'm trying to block out like my cat meowing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like trying to I try to cover my head and it gets so hot. And then there. your breath makes it worse. Yeah. And, you, like, and then feel you're every like, breath. I'm not falling asleep. It's this, awful. Like, at all. Yeah. Yeah. So air vents. Yeah. That's fun. And you you're don't so need anything, do you, Mike? You're just like, pass out. <laughs> yeah, I'm gone. Well, that's what like Mike I, and I, it's hard because I sleep in like a tank top yeah. with like the covers up around my chin and Mike's the opposite. He sleeps with like a, like a hoodie on and like no blankets. So he's always really? kicking the blankets off and I'm like trying to get them back on. <laughs> and I'm like, we really should just get, it's always beds. girls are always <laughs> like, getting cold yeah. and then guys are always getting warm. And that's the constant battle that goes on. Interesting. I, we could probably talk about this forever, but <laughs> I know, like where we where we were on geek out. Sorry, it was your pillow. Yeah, yeah. yeah we haven't even done freakouts yet. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, Tangents. I have, woo. I have one more geek out, uh, and I apologize for the God, female. I, got confused. I thought we were still doing the news. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Uh, I, I apologize for the female in the room because this is one of the pervier geek outs I've probably ever done. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, about yeah. time. Yeah, I know. No, I kind of wanted to be here oh, for right. one of these because I can give you some insight. Like I wanted to be here for the for the the girl one for and, a pervy one. Boobs yeah. on boobs. Boobs I on did. boobs. Yes. This is definitely a boob related geek out, Mike. Yeah, so right. this I mean, is all about you. I'm back. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I talked about we had done the the top ten yes. hottest women in Hollywood, and then a week or so after that, I realized that I forgot someone on the list. 
because or not forgot, but just hadn't run into her that year. Yeah. So I didn't know to put her on. And that person was Alexandra Daddario. And uh, I'm going to show you a picture of her from Percy Jackson, too. OK, there it is. Quite conservative. So it's a very conservative look, right? Pink jacket Plaid on. Shirt. She's Plaid normally shirt. she's normally dark haired. Braided pony. She was in the first one, then they made her blonde in the second one very for some blue reason. Eyes. But if you were gonna rate her chest region here, what would you say based on that kind of outfit? Well, it's a baggy shirt, so it's tough. I you have to go like out of ten, like three. Right. You know, the, you what's did, going on in there? You can't really tell, right? She's yeah. leaning over, though, too. Right. So right. you really can't see anything. I mean, do you even have all. any boobs? <laughs> and, like, in this movie, I think there was a conscious effort to kind of, like, dress her in a certain way because I, it's definitely a more kid-oriented movie. I already like where you this can is take going. That, you, you can tape that shit down, too. <laughs> you, know? you can tape it down? Well, because they're squishy. So, like, if you literally put, like, a wrap around you, This then is they, officially like, the flatten. funniest, like, most odd I'm, show. By right. the way, I'm and grabbing some, my boobs. Right. Like I'm demonstrating by squishing my breasts right in into my body. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, we'll just get more male listeners. If she had a turtleneck on, they would have popped out. No, but they just kind of go in. Like, you can put a wrap around it and they get pretty flat. Oh, okay. That's what a sports bra does. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Well, yeah, when a girl puts a sports bra on, it right. can kind of like all disappear. So I was watching this new show called True Detective on HBO because it's got uh, Matthew McConaughey and God, he's Woody Harrelson huh? and Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Damn. So it's a, I mean, that's a star studded TV cast, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Yeah. And it looked really interesting. And the show is kind of slow moving. But in the second episode, I got quite a surprise <laughs> because Two surprises because alexander daddario <laughs> was in it and she made her new debut so volpe this is all for you oh it's a video yeah <laughs> naked. yeah there's no sound though i pulled it out because the listeners wouldn't be able to hear it anyway but i knew that uh what uh oh uh oh the video is not working i can make it happen <laughs> so good, much good crap. things come to those who wait yeah volpe. right just be patient. Patience. He's like, come on. <laughs> Why? Anna's already <laughs> mashed them together in front of us. We're There's done. already a chick touching her breasts in yeah. here today. I'm there we go. huge. It's like, Holy hello. shit. <laughs> exactly the look we'd all have. Right? Woody Howson was just like, what? Like, Where did holy those come? crap. Where did those come from? And butt. And butt. <laughs> and booty. So new oh, debut. Wow. Bum dimple. Bum dimples. Bum dimples. Bum dimples. And they're wonderful. And like the fact that I'm just discovering this person and then boom, full nudity. What channel is this show on? HBO. Okay. <laughs> I get HBO. <laughs> wow. She's there's damn. Right. <laughs> I actually just broke out in a sweat and it's not for the I'm dead serious. Partially for two reasons. One, there's another female in the room. So right, I feel very right. awkward right now. Sure. That I'm drooling. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's been a very awkward show. Yeah. But, uh, th- th- this show is gone where no other show has gone before. That is, uh, besides Howard Stern. That is a geek out and then some. Yes. Yeah. So it's not often that I geek out over like a nude scene, but it was just the progression of it. Like yeah. we did the episode, then I discovered her, and then boom, like full nudity and all with a month's worth of time, pretty much. So yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, Mike. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's, uh, move quickly from that to the next. Oh, freak out! I have none. <laughs> Not after that. Not after that. <laughs> He's so happy right now. He's just got this big shit and grin on his face. And I do. I do. Everything is right with the world. Are you judging me? <laughs> no, okay. I think it's adorable. I'm fine with it. Oh, she I'm makes up adorable. Uh, Anna, freak outs? Um, the first one is that the tape player in my car broke. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> tape player. Yes. Back that up. <laughs> it's a 2003... It's older car and it has a tape player in it, and that's how I listen to my iPhone because I have like the oh, little like blank. Adapter. Yeah, yeah. And so I was really getting into the Nerdist. I started listening to Nerdist because mm-hmm. this show only takes me like maybe two days in the car to listen to. So right. then I got the rest of the week, and I'm like just kind of tired of all the music on my phone. So I started listening to Nerdist, and I'm really enjoying it, really getting into it, kind of flying through the episodes. And mm-hmm. now my fucking tape player broke, so. I know you can get those like AM transmitters, but they don't really work. And especially if you go on a long trip, you have to like change a channel. Mm-hmm. They're like not good. Mm-hmm. So it's been like a week and a half like of silence in my car. Ooh. And it's brutal. And I tried like the little 
I happen to have like little iPod speakers, but mm. they're not loud enough. No. They're literally not even louder than the speakers on the phone. Yeah. So like one day I like drove with one hand and my phone like with the speakers aimed at my ear because I was like halfway through a podcast. I want to finish right. it. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like the car's kind of old. I don't really want to buy a new stereo. Start driving for with it. one ear, bud. Yeah, I know. I should. I should just get headphones, but I don't want to get pulled over. But I'm like, I don't really want to pay for a new stereo yeah. in an old car. Yeah. You know, well, I'm, one earbud's not illegal because you could do that and be on the phone legally. Really? Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll try that then. But the other alternative, and I, I think I talked about it on the show a while ago, is that I wired the connector, the adapter into my car myself. It took 20 minutes. It was 30 bucks for the adapter. And I watched a video on YouTube and learned how to do it. And I have the tools to do it now. So how does it go through the back of the stereo? Or? So, yeah, there's there should be an input in the back. I mean, we'd have to check your car model and see what the, the default the stereo thing radio, is. it's the stock radio, so I don't even Mine think was it would too. come out very well. Mine was too, but it might. So if there's an auxiliary port in the back of the stereo, the adapter plugs into that. You run it to the front of the car and you just plug it directly in and then it's directly lined in. The quality is going to be even better than when you had the cassette. But if it's a cassette stereo it might be so old that it yeah. doesn't even have that ability yeah but we can look it up yeah sucks it's possible i can fix it <laughs> <laughs> no it's like not driving in silence is not okay with no me. it's no. just been like really frustrating like on the way here i have a cb in my car mm-hmm. and um my mike was going to rhode island so like for a little more than half of the trip we were like convoying so i was talking to him on the radio Hmm. but as soon as he went on to 95 i was like uh like (laughs) nothing to listen to yeah i might do the headphones on the way home because it's a long drive yeah but yeah that does suck big time and it's like i could probably afford a new car but like that one's not really broken enough to warrant me getting a new car mm-hmm. it's not just a sarah it's an old car sure uh, it's got one hundred and seventy-three thousand miles on it or something. Ooh. so that sucked yeah any other free guys Nah. okay Oh, me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we skipped Fulby. Uh, the, well, no, he said We're he had really He passed. Things have been good. Nothing He's still good. in boob land. <laughs> I actually On cloud boob. <laughs> <laughs> cloud boob. Imagine if clouds were boobs. <laughs> they kind of look like boobs. A little bit. Sometimes. 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 I usually see them in clouds. So. <laughs> clouds can be shaped like anything. They're usually boobs. They're u- well, they're usually round and fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> No, dirty uh, the only freak out I have this week is something that's constantly happening on TV. It's not a big deal, but the show premise explanations that precede a lot of shows now, CW does it all the time, and I don't know why. They used to take care of this when they would play the theme song for a show, and a lot of the time, like the older theme songs would kind of have the explanation of the premise of the characters within the actual intro for the show, so you're getting it in an entertaining way, and it's actually catchy, and you like it, and you learn to love it. But the way that they do it, especially on shows like Arrow, The Tomorrow People, they go the same formula and they do it every week. So they have like 30 second, my name's Oliver Queen and I'm protecting the city and blah, 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 blah. And they do that for 30 seconds and they go previously on Arrow. And then you sit through the explanation of last week's episode. Then you actually get the episode itself. And they do that for all the shows. Now, season one of a show where you're still building your audience and still establishing that. Okay. Season two. Should be gone by now. No need to keep doing that on Arrow in season two. It's their top rated show. Come on. <laughs> I think after the first season, there's no more need for an intro to a show, period. Well, I mean, most of the time, intros now are just like the logo coming on oh, with some like, sort of a quick score. I'm and that's so that. tired. Thank God I could fast forward like real fast through the Dexter. I'm so tired of watching the recap. Yeah. And then that, that slicing of everything just feels like it takes forever. Yeah. Oh, oh. It's such a great intro, though. I sat through that once, and I was like, oh, I can't do it again. Quick freak out. The intro to DS9 is awful. It is. I fast-forwarded. The music sucks. It's boring. Oh, I like the theme song. No, the the song's terrible. No. It's so boring, just like everything else (laughs) about that show. (laughs) Everything else about that show is boring, including the theme song and the introduction. The visuals are dull. I used to love like the intro to to Next Generation, because it's like, you're like, yay, so excited to watch the show. (laughs) And then DS9, I'm just like, fast-forward. Might as well say, ma-ma-ma. The only part of the uh, intro that's cool is the wormhole quickly opens and closes. Yeah, that's like at the very end. (laughs) So 
yeah, no, it's terrible. It's exciting. That whole show is terrible. That's my other freak out. Oh, we'll talk about that one in the future. I'm sure in longer capacity. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> all right. Those are all our geek outs and freak outs. We're going to take a break and then we will be back with the top 10 movies of 2013. Looking for a way to show your geek pride? We've got a great selection of t-shirts over at the Geek Generation store to help you out. Represent the Geek Generation with a G-Shield logo tee, become Lord of the Geeks, or rock the gamer shirt. All proceeds support the show and allow us to continue bringing you free content. Get your shirt now by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash store. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, this is Jeff Katz, and of all the generations in the world, my favorite is the Geek Generation. Nobody's gonna stand in my way. Give it up, son. I'm doing this my way. We are back, and just as we do every year, I am going to go over my list of the top 10 movies of the previous year, in this case, 2013. It generally comes out this late because sometimes I'm doing some catching up. I don't know exactly how many movies I watched this year, it's always very high. (laughs) You didn't track it? I do. I didn't write down the number, though, before we started recording. I do more have a than, spreadsheet that I more keep. Than more than 50. 50. Always more than 50. Wow. Yeah. I watch a lot of movies. Not all in the theater, mind you. I do, The stuff that comes out early in the year, I end up usually watching like during the summer when I'm not working and I'm catching up on like all the DVDs and stuff. And sometimes I'll watch like two movies a day just because it's fun. I like it. Uh, so... Top 10 movies of 2013. Let's go right into number 10. Number 10. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. <laughs> he can't say the episode numbers anymore, so he needs a job. I need, That's some true. Kind of, I need something. <laughs> That's true. Uh, number Thanks, 10 is a movie called The Kings of Summer. I'm guessing most of you have not watched it. Or all of us. Or all of you. Uh, it was an independent movie. It was a comedy. Uh, and I did write down the descriptions from IMDb for all these in case we needed them. The description here, three teenage kids in the ultimate act of independence decide to spend their summer building a house in the woods and living off the land. So it is kind of like... Uh, the. Oh, I did see the preview for that. Did you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the kids are just like, F this. We don't like our families. We're going to go live in the woods and we're just going to build a house and live here. Because why not? Because let's do it. And it's a, it's a coming of age type movie. Mm. Very funny. Uh, and it did have... I had nominated Biagio, one of the characters, one of the three kids from this movie as the movie character of the year. So he was very, very quirky and funny and really good. Really good movie. Really enjoyed it. Number nine. Number nine. <laughs> number nine is... No, please. Okay. That's that's great. Uh, number nine is Despicable Me 2. Anyone see it? Of course No, not. I just saw Despicable Me. Did you? Did you oh, like it? That was last summer. Oh, okay. When I was in Florida, I watched it. It was good. Despicable Me yeah, 2, I was worried because... The sequel to anything you usually get worried about, mm. especially if you really like the first one. But I like Despicable Me too, not as much as the first, but very close too. It was a very strong, well done movie. I wasn't sure where they were going to go, but in this one, uh, Gru's recruited by the Anti Villain League to help deal with a powerful new super criminal. So now the guy who was the hero or became the hero is now being used to fight another villain. On top of that, so does that make him a good guy? Yeah. Hmm. So, so he's when, not really like so a villain anymore. So if you're a anymore. bad guy. So if somebody more evil than Hitler came out, came around while Hitler was alive, would that make Hitler a good guy? If that. If Hitler then turned around and went, no, screw everybody else, but I'm going to kill this guy first. Uh, it's, ah, a, well, it's a gray area. He can do heroic acts. That doesn't mean he's a hero. Mm. Like Gru totally abandoned all the villain oh, stuff. Oh, okay. So that's different. Why would he do that? Because <laughs> it's a children's movie. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it, though, so can't wait for another or for Minions, the uh, spinoff that they're going to be doing some point in the near future. Be. It might not be, but I love the Minions and I can't I get enough of them. That's going to be for kids, too. That's going to yep. be very much like my nephew loves the Minions. I bought him one for Christmas and he's wicked cool because he's yeah. like not a stuffy, 
he's got like this silicone skin kind of. So he's like rubbery, but he bends and like every different way that you bend him, he makes a different little minion noise. Really? You know what I mean? So you can like push his belly and it'll make one minion noise then you turn his head and he's like a cool little toy. Is it weird that I want one? (laughs) No, he's really cool actually. It's a really neat toy. I've been begging Heather for the Halo Legos for like the last year and a half. I was like, I really do want those. They're coming out with Ghostbusters Legos with the car and the I still want the Ninja Turtle Legos. Yeah. I just want the the figures themselves. I don't want like a whole thing. I just want the Lego guys. (laughs) Yay Legos! Number seven. Eight. What? Number eight. Didn't we just do? Oh, yeah. (laughs) See, I quit. (laughs) (sighs) We give you one thing to do, Volpe. Jesus. (laughs) Fuck. Number eight. Number eight. Uh, This is actually a Michael Bay movie. See why I skipped it? (laughs) (laughs) Pain and gain. Oh. Did you see this, Mike? Did we see this? I had no desire to. Oh, I must have gone with Mikey then. Uh, Pain and gain was a Michael Bay movie. It was Mark Wahlberg, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Anthony Mackie about a trio of bodybuilders in Florida that get caught up in an extortion ring and a kidnapping scheme that goes horribly wrong. How did you not want to see this, Mike? I said no interest in it. It seems it right seemed, up your alley. Nah, bodybuilders, yeah, but, The Rock. Uh, <laughs> this is one of the best movies Michael Bay has ever done, aside from, like, Bad Boys. Maybe I'll watch it when it's on Netflix. I really liked it. I thought it was great. Really different from anything I'd seen this year, too. And it wasn't like a, it wasn't the typical like boom, boom, boom movie. And the fact that it was all based on true stories and a lot of this stuff actually happened and these criminals were that dumb is great. <laughs> well, again, you know, if you're a bodybuilder, you're not generally a scientist. Yeah. And that's so. part of why it's so wonderful. Uh, number seven. Number seven. There we go. <laughs> number seven's another comedy. There's a lot of good comedies this year. I didn't even think about it at the time, but like so far, my whole list is comedies. Uh, number seven's another one. The Way, Way Back. I was really excited to see this movie when I first heard about it and when I first got invited to a screening that I didn't make, I think because of snow. And then I got invited to another screening that I think we tried to go to at some point, Mike. And then we didn't make it to that for some Did you, reason. You canceled on me before I left. Is that you it? Said, I think it was snow oh, or something. It was, yeah. Was yeah. That one of them was snow. That was probably the one we were supposed to go to. Then you went with to. somebody else the second time. No, I didn't go to a screening for oh, this you one. Didn't? Nope. I, thought- I didn't end up making one. Oh. And then I did see it uh, just when the DVD came out. Unfortunately, I had to wait that long. But The Way Way Back is about a shy 14-year-old boy named Duncan who goes on a summer vacation with his mother, her overbearing boyfriend, and her boyfriend's daughter. Having a rough time fitting in, Duncan finds an unexpected friend in Owen, manager of the WaterWiz Water Park. Mm. And uh, Who is yeah. in this? This was uh, the, the main boy was Liam James, who was kind of a unknown. As far I didn't really know him. He played the lead kid. Sam Rockwell was an employee at WaterWiz. He was the uh, guy Owen. Steve Carell was in it. Anna Sophia Robb, Rob Corddry, Allison Janney, Maya Rudolph. Really great cast. Nice movie. And WaterWiz is the one right in Wareham, Massachusetts that I used to go to occasionally when I was a kid. So there was like an added level of stuff there, too. That's where they filmed Grown Ups, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There was some stuff there, too. Yep. Yep. Same one. Place yeah. has become famous. Yeah, it's like the only water park in. It is in <laughs> southern. It's a yeah, yeah, in southeastern New England or whatever they say. That's their catchphrase. Really great movie. Definitely check it out. Number six. Number six. <laughs> and if you haven't seen number six, I'll be disappointed. But I know you don't go to the movies that often. No, I don't. So number six is Frozen. I haven't yet. You know, Ooh. honestly, no, my niece and nephew were going today and I literally came here instead. Oh, I could have called and canceled on you to go see Frozen and I didn't. Can so. we do that instead of the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> go see Frozen. Yeah. Frozen was great. Well, I, that's what I hear. I'm really excited to see it. Yeah. If people haven't heard the premise, I don't know how you haven't at this point. Fearless Optimus Anna teams up with Kristoff in an epic journey encountering Everest-like conditions and a hilarious snowman named Olaf in a race to find Anna's sister, Elsa, whose icy powers have trapped the kingdom in eternal winter. And uh, I'm not going to say too much to give away anything really exciting, but I will say that... Uh, did you Have you seen Tangled since it came yeah, out? Probably I loved, okay. I love Tangled. Tangled was the last Disney fairy tale movie, yep. and they got rid of the whole like thing with that. And um, But it still had like the typical romance and all that. Frozen turns everything on its head. It is breaking the mold of everything Disney has done for a long, long time. And not in a cheesy, dumb way either. It's really smart and it's really, really well done. And the music 
is awesome. Nice. So it's been a long time since I came out of a Disney movie with like the songs in my head immediately after. Yeah. But Frozen was there for me with that. That was it was great. Awesome. Yeah. Number five. Who's yawning? Number five. (laughs) (laughs) Delayed five. Uh, Number five, going from one Anna would love to one Anna's going to hate me for. (laughs) Number five is Star Trek Into Darkness. I didn't hate that movie. No? No, I didn't. I just didn't think that he was the right actor to play Khan. I didn't hate the movie. No, I enjoyed the movie. Oh, all right. I was just disappointed. I think they could have cast him a lot better. Oh, okay. Well, after the crew of the Enterprise find an unstoppable force of terror from within their own organization, Captain Kirk leads a manhunt to a war zone world to capture a one-man weapon of mass destruction. I liked it despite the hate that it got from a lot of Trekkies uh, because it over-nostalgied itself right? and had so many callbacks to older things. And if you weren't a Star Trek fan, a lot of that stuff would have been lost on you. They did rely a little too heavily on that. And in hindsight, from when I originally watched it, I did agree with that point. But I still enjoyed the hell out of the movie. I couldn't help it. I do agree with you that uh, he didn't play Khan. He played a character named Khan. Right. But he was not Khan. No. And for me, that's okay because I know you you wanted it to be Khan. But in the reimagining and the new world that they've created... I'm okay with going in different directions with this stuff. New interpretations. See, I just wish that they didn't, like, use him. Because then they could use him later, maybe better. Right. Like, they kind of wasted him. He is such a good actor that they could have used him another Oh, you you mean Khan himself. I mean the character. Oh, okay. Like, it seemed to me like they were just using him to, like, we got to get it. Because there's not a lot of Star Trek villains, to be honest. No, there aren't. That, like, are known. So they just were like, oh, well, we need to bring in somebody Dukan. Yeah. You know, because I think you guys were even debating that before they were like announced that it was going to be him. You were mm-hmm. like, it's not going to be Khan. That's like so. Blah. To do two. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. And it's true. Like they could have just had it be somebody else. Yeah. The it was Klingons were cool, easy. though. They were. They were really cool. I liked what they did with them. I do, too. The visual, like new way of interpreting the Klingons yeah. is really smart. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah. Number four. Number four. <laughs> Is that Volpe's only input into this whole segment? He's like, I haven't seen <laughs> any much. of these, so I'm <laughs> yeah. going to just kick ass on the intros. Uh, number four. It's hard Thank to make you. it through one of my movie lists without hitting this guy at some point. But number four is Batman The Dark Knight Returns Part 2. A movie that did not hit the theaters. It was direct to DVD. There always seems to be a direct-to-video one on my list somewhere. And this time, this is it. It's animated. Uh, it is animated. It was DC. It came out in January. So uh, the first part came out last year. Is it really not. animated or was it CGI? Nope, completely animated. The Batman has returned after a 10-year absence. The Gotham authorities want to arrest him. An old foe wants a reunion. The feds want the man of tomorrow to put a stop to him. So this is the second part of The Dark Knight Returns. Who which is the is, man of tomorrow? Uh, Superman. Oh. Yep. This is the second half of one of the most popular Batman stories of all time. This time now in animated form. Instead this, of comic this book sounds form. like what Batman versus Superman should be. Yeah. Well, the, like the, instead of focusing on Superman, it goes back to focusing on Batman. He comes back and then they're like, Superman, you need to stop him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when they announced that so, it was going to be. I don't know why they don't do this. When they announced it was going to be a Batman Superman movie at uh, or for the next one, they announced that at Comic-Con. Someone read a passage from The Dark Knight Returns to oh. tease it. And then people were like, oh, my God, they're going to do The Dark Knight Returns, which they're not necessarily. But they're definitely going to pull elements from this story for the Batman Superman movie. They'd be dumb not to because this is one of the most famous Batman stories of all time. And they did a really good job with the adaption of it. So adaptation of it. Other words. (laughs) Number three. Number three. Elysium. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I wanted wanted to, but I didn't. Yeah. Uh, number three is Elysium. Good. In the year 2154, the very wealthy live on a man-made space station while the rest of the population resides on a ruined Earth. A man takes on a mission that could bring equality to the polarized worlds. Mm. It's been a long time since we have had like a really good new original universe for a sci-fi film. And Elysium was it. Solid movie. Uh, Matt good. Damon did a really nice job. The effects were awesome. And the story was just as great. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed this. And I believe Neil Blomkamp movie. So the guy that did District 9 was the guy yeah. who did this. And you could feel it in that movie, too. Mm-hmm. That was like an episode of Star Trek. Yeah. Where there was the world above. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Star Trek does everything right. <laughs> <laughs> Almost everything right. 
they did make according to Anna Deep Space Nine, which would break that mold, but you know. Mm. <laughs> Number two. Two. American Hustle. Which a lot of people are saying is one of the better movies of the year. Anna, you're cringing. It just make it just doesn't interest me at all whatsoever. No, no, I don't know anything about Period it. Period gangster piece, like oh. I'm just not. Meh. Eh, gangster. Well, not, not really. gangster, but like you know, con artist. Yeah. Anything with con men are, is interesting to me. Yeah. A con man, Irving Rosenfeld, along with his seductive British partner Sidney Prosser, is forced to work for a wild FBI agent, Richie DiMasso. Damaso pushes them into a world of Jersey power brokers and mafia. From the cast and the director alone, I was already sold on this movie. David O. Russell, the guy who did The Fighter and uh, Silver Linings Playbook, is the guy who did this. And the cast of Christian Bale, Amy Adams, Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, come on now. It, it was a go from the start. And it delivered, too. Really, really solid movie. Enjoyed it. And a lot of the performances nominated for various award shows, including our own. Well, that's the only one that matters. Right, right. <laughs> uh, this is it. This is it. Number one. Number one. One. <laughs> a lot of people are going to expect a lot of different things, and I can guarantee you most of them have never even heard of this movie. So it's not big blockbuster time coming out with a number one this year. Like The Avengers or something was last year. That was <laughs> about as big blockbuster as you can get. Number one this year is an indie movie called Stuck in Love. Nobody's heard of it. <laughs> and it's got the word Crickets. love in the title, Crickets. so I'm already out. Probably, yeah. Uh, an acclaimed writer, his ex-wife, and their teenage children come to terms with the complexities of love in all its forms over the course of one tumultuous year. The cast is Greg Kinnear, Jennifer Connelly, Lily Collins, Logan Lerman, Kristen Bell. All people that I am big fans of. And they all did a great job in the movie, and it was just real. Something about the movie just grabbed me, and afterwards it was still stuck in my head. So when you see something like that, that holds on to you long after the fact, that's how you know something's really, really good. Hmm. So if you haven't seen Stuck in Love, I highly recommend you check it out. It's not some sappy romantic thing like Stuck in Love would sound like it is. Greg Kinnear's character and his daughter, played by Lily Collins, are both writers. And that plays a big and actually his son is a writer, too. I don't remember who played him. It wasn't as significant an actor or well known as the others. But it's a lot of that. It's life through the eyes of a writer and someone who really analyzes life and everything. I think that was more the interesting part of it to me is just the constant analysis. Because that's what my brain does anyway. So I like it when things explode. <laughs> and when I was talking to Mike about this, we were trying to pick a movie out. And I'm like, I want something where there's one guy and then he fights like five guys like really quickly. <laughs> Like those are the kind of movies I like. Like like Jack Reacher. Right. That was great because there was an alley fight and it was Tom Cruise versus five like you know twenty something. That was and, a fun movie. And he like bent their. I like it when they like bend their arms backwards and then like hit the other guy in the face while he's got the other yep. guy with the. Those are the kind of movies I like. So you just want to watch Steven Seagal. I like watching things explode <laughs> yeah. and and people kicking the shit out of each other. That's what I like. Those are good movies. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my top ten, but I also so have Anna likes guy movies and Rob likes girl movies. Pretty much, that's pretty much yeah. accurate. Although I like guy movies too. I like every movie except for horror. That's pretty much it. And musicals. Well, no, I like some musicals too. I'm lying. Some musicals. Disney's are, right. are kind of musicals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but aside from the top ten, I always do some extra pieces here, like honorable mentions. This is all stuff that didn't quite make the list. When I'm doing my ratings, these would all have been within the uh, like nine out of ten range, but. Some of the others were on the list that were on 9 out of 10 as well, but these are the ones that didn't quite make the cut. First of which is Saving Mr. Banks, who thought a movie about making a movie would be so interesting. It looked good. Yeah, it actually really was. And I do think Emma Thompson had one of the best performances of the year. As I don't remember her character's name, but she was the woman who wrote um, Mary Poppins and went through all that. So that was interesting. Uh, Monsters University was really good. I was afraid that that would not be so good at all. But it ended up being good. Where the Millers was fun. Oh, I didn't see that. No. Oh. Jennifer Aniston on a stripper pole and you didn't see it? I know, right? Uh, it just didn't do anything for me. Oh. Wait, yeah. that didn't do anything for you? Just the previews in general? The previews. Oh, I thought the previews were great. I didn't feel like sitting through a whole movie for that one scene, which probably came at the end. No. No? No. no. Oh. More towards the beginning of it, but. But I want to see your boobs, not just like <laughs> like maybe. Kind of, I know, like, I know. Let's uh, see but it was, it was a really funny movie. I enjoyed it. Kick-Ass 2. 
Ooh, a lot of people that. were down didn't on it. That yet either. A lot of people were down on it because it didn't have the same kind of social commentary that the first one did. But if you want to talk about a fun action movie, there's one for you right there. Yay. And lastly, White House Down. Oh, we saw that. I found that to be a bit underrated. It was exactly what I wanted it to good. be. It was an action movie with cheesy action one-liners, and it was just a good time. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Uh, some movies that were better than expected. I had low hopes for these. They weren't necessarily the best of the year. But I had low hopes, and they ended up being a lot better than what I originally thought. Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious 6, one Sharknado. of those. Sharknado. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I expected greatness from that, uh, and I got it. Uh, <laughs> that, that movie delivered. Yes. Fast and Furious 6 was much better than I thought it would be, especially after 5 was so bad. The Wolverine, as being a follow-up to X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is horrible. The Wolverine was much, much better than I thought it would be. The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. Smaug. Better than I thought, especially after the first one again. Most of these are sequels that have like a bad start or they're following up something that wasn't as good the first time around. Uh, Desolation of Smaug was like that. The first Hobbit movie was boring as hell. And the same thing with The Hunger Games Catching Fire. It wasn't necessarily one of the better movies of the year, but the first one was so boring that this one was such a step up from the first that it goes on the better than expected list. Oblivion was a movie I didn't have huge hopes for. The Tom Cruise, uh, Morgan Freeman sci-fi thing was a good return to form for sci-fi movies. Really like that. Erased, probably not a movie you've heard of. That was, uh, if you watched the previews, you would have been like, is this taken? <laughs> Cause yeah. It, yeah. it feels like it should be taken, but it was basically, it was a lot of the same kind of premise. Aaron Eckhart was the lead in it, the guy who played Two Face and everything. And recently I Frankenstein. It was an action movie where he was working for a government and he went in and then one day the company he worked for was just gone. And then they were coming after him because they had to get rid of him, too. But he's the guy who has all the training in the past and uh, stuff and fought back. And it's that kind of movie where you go after the establishment. And that's always fun. Uh, Warm Bodies was one that was better than expected. I expected nothing from this movie. And it was actually kind of funny. It had a good sense of humor about itself. It wasn't the Twilight movie I thought it would be. And lastly, G.I. Joe Retaliation. Uh, where is the escape plan? I said better than expected. Oh. Escape plan I expected. Any, oh. That didn't make anywhere on the list at all. No. You didn't like that? No, I did. It just wasn't. He wasn't, he it wasn't, wasn't down an, on it no. to begin with. No, but. No, you it, have to be like, I'm not going to like right. this. Oh, it wasn't that mm. bad. Escape plan, I think, it. ended up with like a seven or eight out of ten from me, which isn't enough to get on the top uh, ten, and it's not enough to get. Not even honorable mention. No. Nope. I had to have nine out of ten mm. for that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and G.I. Joe Retaliation, after the first one, was kind of blech. This one was, was much more fun. Because The Rock was in it? Mm, that helped. Helps. <laughs> that boosted up a star. Help, not going to lie. We just watched The Last Stand. Was that this year? Yes, that it was. was. Year? I, liked the last it. I liked it a lot. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, Volpe it and good. I had a good time with good. that movie. We, I don't even remember what happened because we were laughing so hard. That <laughs> was good. We were doing Arnold voice the entire nice. 90 minutes. Arnold and Sylvester, nice. who yeah. wasn't even in nope. it. Nope. <laughs> he was in it when we watched it. If we had done an audio track for the first time we watched through that, that'd be our highest rated episode. <laughs> Um, and then I also lastly another do, reason why the microphones should always be on exactly right. Uh, I always do a huge letdown category as well. These are movies I had some sort of expectation for that just didn't live up to it at all. Not necessarily the worst movies of the year, but often down near that range. There's only two on this year's list though, so that's probably saying something good. The first one is a movie called Movie Forty Three. I don't know if you guys saw this I've at all. Been, I keep eyeballing it on Netflix. Okay. This was a series of, it's a series of short sketches kind of stitched together by a very yucky, dumb plot. Uh, and it's basically really, really A-list actors putting themselves or saying like, I'm cool because I'm going to make a filthy, raunchy type sketch. And uh, it was the worst movie I watched all year. I gave it a two out of ten. I barely made it through. I probably wasn't even paying attention to it halfway through. Mm. Awful. Absolutely awful. And then, sadly, Red 2 is on the Aww. list as well. I forgot that came out. The first one was so good. Yeah, it was. And the second one, it's not horrible, but I got bored with it. Oh. Which is very disappointing. Right. Is it because I really the cast the is old that you're going, aw? 
No, because I want because I really it. wanted to see it too, and yeah. I haven't seen it yet. But like, I don't want to hear that because yeah. I really want to see it. You might like it more than me, but I just got bored with it, honestly. So uh, that's pretty much it for this year's list. Sorry if I crushed people or <laughs> if the <laughs> movie you liked wasn't on there. Uh, feel free to comment because lists usually demand response or debate of some type. So. If you want to, you can contact us at podcast at thegeekgeneration.com and we will uh, maybe read it on the show. We'll definitely address it in some fashion. Final thoughts or something you'd like to plug, Anna? Never. Volpe? No. Then head over to thegeekgeneration.com to Slash see everything. Amazon where you can get all of your needs. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Yeah. yeah. Or just thegeekgeneration.com to see the stuff that we post over there and the other episodes. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We appreciate those. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. You can follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter and Pinterest. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Angel. You can send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. <laughs> Anna, you like the, the lyrical bouncing ball as I read that because I kind of have a similar rhythm the going. The conductor. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'd go off my rhythm if you weren't here waving <laughs> in front of me. Uh, that's all for this week. We'll see you guys next week with some brand new. So later. See you. Make it so.